Hi, this is Jeff Davis. We're here with you today with Ali Rahami and Patty Rubel. We're so happy to have them. Hi, thanks for having us. Um, it's great that we are doing this to educate the um, public about um, technology. And, uh, I mean, it's nice that we can get to tell our story as well. Um, well, Matt Frawley is an assistive technology engineering firm here in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, we started back in 2015. Um, and our goal was basically try to bridge the gap between the technology that is available in the market today uh, with the needs of individuals with disability and basically bridging that gap and allowing people to take advantage of um, all these awesome technologies that are um, widely available today. Patty, welcome. We're thank so you. glad to have you. I'm glad to be here and thank you. So you want to share, if you want to share a little bit about your story and and you know, the beginnings of your relationship with Ali and what you two have done together and what you've really built, right, as you two have been together and grown. I have to admit that I have had a wonderful life and with a lot of different people, wonderful people in it. But the most remarkable of these that I've ever met and have been close to apart from my family um, because of the things that he is doing, because of the things he is interested in, because of the way he asked questions in so many other ways. Um, there's been uh, Ali, Kave, I call him Kave, but uh, that's the way I met him. So I always have to explain to everybody when I'm talking about Kave, oh, that's Ali. But anyway... Um, Ali, I was used to um, Kaveh talking about the many, many things that he has been interested in because uh, his brain doesn't stop. But the thing is, right now, his brain doesn't stop on technology and specific technology that can do things for the people that he sees that are not able to um, be independent in what they're doing. So he looks for every way that he can help in that area. So maybe we can start with the journey on, on how technology, how you first started down that path, you know, with technology together, right? My disability is quadriplegia um, from polio when I was 12. There are different things that also are included. For instance, sleep apnea and... Um, osteoporosis, things like that, that are kind of uh, secondary to it, that affect it. And um, I'm a lot of work. <laughs> so, but he took it on. I don't know why. He would come over, and what we'd talk about is, why can't we put a computer on here? Something that's over on your side, and then you could pull it out wherever you are. And he'd talk about robots. We could do this. We could do this. And um, how to help me to drink by myself, my hand. Different things. And he was thinking about how to do all of these things. Um, then I realized he's serious. When he wanted um, originally was to have something that within a hub that would know everything that my chair and myself that would sense 
how fast the chair was going, whether or not it was stable, if it was up and down or leaning in a fence, the way I sometimes was. And uh, um, the body uh, reactions, like what is my blood pressure? What's the UV light even coming on from the sun? What, where am I is another thing. And um, it was just so really marvelous. So how did you take this work with Patty and, and get to, hey, I think I can do this with others. I can think I can do this on a broader scale. And, hey, I've got a vision that can you know, change the life you know, across the state of Ohio. One of the principles that um, we've, uh, we believe in at Met for All is design for one and expand to many. And um, that means we we take on difficult cases and um, try to solve solve them using technology. And uh, in most cases, actually, they will follow with um, um, some new skill development uh, to make sure that those technologies are being utilized properly. And um, basically, designing for one and expanding to many is um, analyzing this, analyzing and solving one case. For example, in Patty's case, uh, creating a, a gateway device, a hub that um, connected her wheelchair to the internet and allowed her to be connected all the times. And uh, by basically also allowing um, the agency, us, to have insight into Patty's trending conditions and knowing where, where uh, about her whereabouts and um, you know, being notified if something something to, uh, were to go wrong, and um, you know, moving that from Patty uh, to the wider um, community, I don't think that was it was one point that that happened. It was just um, just we solved one problem, and then we came across another problem, and just um, you know, one after another. Uh, we started seeing a pattern, and uh, basically what we are trying to do now um, is create a platform of these technological solutions to be able to easily plug and play. Uh, it won't be a plug and play, but um, just you know, having a system in place that is easy to gather requirements and implement custom solutions, it's key. And I think this, this wouldn't, have been avail- wouldn't have been able to be done uh, 10, 15 years ago just because of technological barriers. Today with 3D printing and you know, computers getting smaller and smaller, cheaper and cheaper, uh, it's very easy to uh, incorporate those in, in our solutions. So as you bring new individuals you know, on or consumers uh, how do you start with each one? What do you look for? How do you assess? Right? How do you know your next steps with respect to technology? Looking back at our experience with Patty, we honestly, obviously didn't have, um, we didn't obviously have a uh, formal assessment process, an intake process. Um, we just sit down and um, I sat down with Patty and uh, really talked through different difficulties she was having with um, you know, being alone on her wheelchair and not having access to the providers um, while she was in the community. So basically, um, and I think that's what we are still doing to this day, is having very simple conversations without formal assessments. Um, we have a discovery form that is a self-assessment we, that focuses on uh, the technologies and services that the individuals are currently receiving. Uh, so that would help us kind of to put things in perspective and 
get to know uh, the existing support systems that are in place um, and identifying the areas that those support systems are coming short. So that's uh, basically our very first step. And um, the primary focus is, again, on the individual and uh, what their aspiration is in life and uh, their outlook outlooks in life and how they um, solve problems um, as, as, you know, without having the additional technology in their lives because that would help us down the line as we evolve these technologies, as the needs evolve and hopefully they're improving. Um, we need to introduce new technologies and those technologies we need to be able to make sure that they're aligned with... Um, the way that that individual is living their lives. So we are not imposing new ways. And that's, that's the, I, I believe strongly that's the only way we can guarantee that um, the technology is, being, is going to continue being utilized and it's, um, it will have positive effects and it's, it's, uh, it will have its um, targeted effects and it will meet the outcomes that we set um, at the beginning of our uh, assessment process. So technology, you know, from your perspective, doesn't always replace staff. It can enhance the experience. It can do a number of things, right? I mean, so you're, uh, you have what I think is a pretty remarkable way of, of recruiting and retaining staff. So touch on that a little bit with you. It truly is a human way of doing that. When Patty had a different agency prior to uh, studying Ohio at home with us. She, I believe she did most of her interviews um, herself. So I, I sat in, uh, in those interviews, uh, some of them, and uh, really observed things from Patty's perspective, from someone who has a disability and needs, uh, needs to find a perfect match. So, um, to this day, we are practicing the same um, methods. Uh, you know, the questions that we're asking are focused on, you know, trying to really get to know and dig deep in uh, understanding the individuals that we're interviewing for the, for the job, for the position. Now we want to find a perfect match for um, what we are hiring for. Um, we do hire for um, agency, but we always have one or two people in mind when we are interviewing new prospects. And we ask the same questions um, like um, what your aspirations are in life and what you think about disability and what do you think about when you see someone with a disability. And uh, we also want to know how they solve they can solve problems. Um, we don't want uh, yes-sayers because, you know, there are a lot of challenges that individuals with disability face in life and you really have to be able to know, create, think creatively and solve those problems on their behalf. Why did you decide early on to focus primarily and, and now exclusively on, on college students? I, I personally observed when, she, when Patty was interacting with different uh, providers back when she had, she had a different agency uh, providing services, and um, the interactions was, uh, were a lot more positive when she was interacting with the students. Um, and I think that have many reasons. Maybe one is outlook, life outlooks, um, you know, goals and ambitions in life. And um, so I feel like students have, they can bring energy and positivity to the table. And that is uh, something that um, individuals and families um, need. You know, you want to have a positive um, 
uh, role model and uh, force in life. And I feel like students are uh, quite capable of doing that, especially uh, the students we hire are primarily in health-related fields. Um, they're pre-physician assistants, uh, uh, physical therapy, um, OT, PT, uh, everything health-related. And it's helping us um, with our um, you know, onboarding process because these students are already preconditioned and they know um, why the work we do matters. And uh, that's, um, that's the reason why we bring students um, on board. So let's turn your vision here uh, again to technology, shall we? I mean, give, you, you both share your sense of you know, if you could expand your current vision, if you see where it goes, uh, let's say you're feeling you're just touching the surface, right? Where do we go? Where do we go with combining technology with direct supports? Just to help put things in perspective, if you go back in history a little bit and look at the Apollo 11 mission, the computer on board had about 11,000 transistors, and the computers that we carry with us today have over a billion of them. So technology is growing exponentially, and um, it's very difficult to predict the future. But just just looking at this um, pretty small milestones that we had in, our, uh, in the past 50 or 60 years, um, we can see that really sky is the limit. And in reality, sky is not even an, is the limit anymore. You can pretty much land on the moon with how much power you have on, on our phone. But uh, in terms of um, the ways um, that it can, we can apply this technology to help us overcome challenges, um, I feel like uh, focusing on training and making sure the information uh, that is being um, collected as agency um, as a whole making that available to the providers and um, so they can be making more informed decisions uh, that's that's very key and um, you know collecting and disseminating information it's that's the job of um, computers and I think we need to tap into that power and um, enable uh, providers to be able to provide care um, in a more uh, efficient way and more effective way Patty how has your work with Ali helped you daily with the technology. Um, I still look forward to those things that he has not gotten to yet, which are very exciting because he everything grew so fast that he has found. I mean, he doesn't skip on anybody. You know, he just he works with so many people now. But the thing is that I now can open my door. And this is important to me because I used to, that was the greatest fear that I had before he got me into all this technology is whether or not I could open my door, whether or not I, I would be stuck in the apartment by myself. And that to me is, is scary, not to have an easy way to contact somebody. So through Alexa, working with MedForAll, um, I can also um, call somebody. I now have three or four different ways that I can reach somebody if I get stuck. And it doesn't have to be a call button. It doesn't have to be. It, it's just wonderful. I've seen so many things, not only for me, that he's done but it just changes my life in a way of 
being another person that's really interested in a lot of these wonderful people that are clients. We've appreciated this and enjoyed this immensely. You know, final thoughts on, on what you think's next or uh, next for you or next for you, Patty? I'm, I'm going to write something someday that starts from a wheelchair ramp to now. Because I would say that when he met me, one of the things that totally fascinated him, and I think you told me once that you never noticed them very much um, when, you, when we first got to know each other, the wheelchair ramps. Oh, these were here. And that maybe you said I feel like they just made that for easy make it made it for us to just easily Yeah <laughs> and strollers. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to come and speak to you, tell share a story. Um great and really um meeting Patty was a turning point in my life um because um it really gave meaning to what I have um what I had passion for, you know, you know, technology, computers and gaming. And they're all cool and fun, but um, when you apply them in um, life of someone to help them, you know, overcome barriers and uh, realize their full potential in life. And I'm very grateful to Patty for believing in me and allowing us to test our early creations on her. Um, the invaluable feedback that she's given us and, uh, throughout the time and um, is continuing to this day um, is um really the secret to our success and um, we could not imagine doing this without her direction and um, continuous support. For technology um, as a whole and see, seeing its applications um, for the future, I feel um, honestly there is, there, is no, there is no end to this. Uh, we've gone through multiple industrial revolutions and every time they happen the, with steam, electricity, information age, and we are um, at the uh, at the point that um, we are facing the fourth industrial revolution. And uh, when every time these um, milestones or uh, p- pivotal moments or uh, tipping points um, occur, it revolutionizes and it affects all um, aspects of our society and industries. And uh, the in-home service uh, industry, in-home healthcare is going to also be affected by this movement. And uh, we really need to be ready to be able to face it head on. Um, And um, I feel technology applying that in the life of people with disability with remote support and assistive technology is, um, is one way. And also making sure that these technologies are also available to the agency providers um, I think that's uh, also key uh, so we can help them also be more effective and pro- uh, focus on what matters most, which is providing quality care. Well, this has been a delight for us, certainly personally and professionally. We're going to do this again, I'm sure, because you've got so much to offer uh, and we appreciate your story and all you're doing. Thank you.